Welcome to Free for Two. I'm Solomon Dubner. I'm your father, Stephen Dubner. So Solomon, it, it's been a while since our last episode. I know. And I've I had w- camp. You have had camp. I was starting to wonder if maybe you were quitting. Never. Never? You're going to do footy for two until you die? Or till I die? I'm immortal. <laughs> <laughs> like Zlatan. The... Actually, I read something. It was just a joke on Instagram about Zlatan's imaginary contract. And what the one that we like the most of the ten terms, can I say it? I can say it. Sure. Whenever in presence of Zlatan, Wayne Rooney must wear a paper bag over his Shrek face. <laughs> Which isn't very nice, so but it was p- kind of funny. You and I both watched that Wayne Rooney documentary on the on the flight home, didn't we? Yeah, we did. It was yeah. good. It was pretty. He's good. not the most interesting guy. He seems like a good guy. He's not though. the most, but he seems. Yeah, he seems. So uh, we should say we're back home in New York City after nearly three weeks in mostly in France, and I thought maybe we were laying off the podcast because you'd seen enough football to last a lifetime and you were sick <laughs> of it. Never. That's a no. No. We saw seven matches in about, whatever, 16, 17 days. Yeah. Lo- seven live matches. What was your favorite match for experience? I'd say easily the last one was uh, the one, the best one was the last one we saw at Belgium Wales. Now, we haven't talked about that on the pod yet because we've got a little behind. We haven't? We haven't, no. It's been, it's been a while since we did a pod. And as of today, we happen to be speaking today. It's Thursday evening. France just beat Germany. Thank God. It was an exciting. I got to watch this one. Most of it, you didn't. You were at camp. Watched a little bit. You were on the bus coming back. Yeah. But um, in uh, so it's France Portugal in the final on Sunday. Yes. So we can preview a little bit. We can recap a little bit. But yeah, we're a whole round. We haven't done a pod since the previous round, which was to get into the semis. So we saw the best match we saw was um, Wales Belgium and Lille. Do you want to describe the contours of that match quickly? What does contours mean? Here? You know, like the shape of the how the match went. Well, I think, do you know when Nijngolen scored? It was within 20 minutes. I believe so, yeah. So Roger Nijngolen, the Roman midfielder, possibly student of Chelsea, he had a great one-time shot from about 20 yards out, top corner, Belgium 1-0. By that, by that time, everyone in the stadium, us included, the Wales fans included, thought it was over. What percentage of the fans... At the stadium again. This is Lille, which is way north in France, which is very close. It's to Belgium. ten minutes in the border. Yeah. So, what percentage of the fans at the ba- Wales Belgium match would you say were Belgian? At least seventy or eighty. Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Very Belgian. Um, the Welsh fans, unlike the previous Welsh, the Wales match we saw, Wales Northern Ireland. I I, have a, I think so. I was going to say the Welsh fans at the Wales Belgium match were very noisy and expressive. Yes. And wonderful. But at the Wales Northern Ireland match, we thought they were quiet. I think it was just because we were sitting on the opposite side of the stadium, mm. and and we all we could hear was the Northern Ireland fans who were really loud. But the Welsh fans and everyone else after Belgium went up one nil seemed to think that uh, that's that. Yeah, yeah. Belgium I mean, so is world on paper team. the better team by far. They're ranked. They were ranked number one, I think, in the world. Number two. Number two. But what what happened next? So in the thirty fifth minute. Aaron Ramsey, with a terrible blonde hairdo, delivered a good corner for Ashley Williams, the captain. Swansea defender who had somehow equalized. You could tell he'd never would have been happy in his career. And you can't, that's, that's the beginning of his he career. He didn't look like he was even thinking about scoring a goal. Yeah, I don't think he really comprehended that he scored. <laughs> um, and then um, there was 1-1 at halftime. And then Lionel Messi scored for Wales. Pardon me? Sorry, I mean how Robson Canoe. 
I th- it, he looked like Messi. He got the ball with the two defenders on him, pre- performed a Cruyff turn, mm. and just slotted past Courtois. Brilliant goal. and It was a brilliant goal. We still thought Belgium might find a way back. But then the 88th or 85th minute, Sam Vokes, a sub, finished it off. And why, I mean, I thought it was a great match because it was close for the duration. There were goals being scored, which, as we've talked about, we didn't always have the experience of seeing goals (laughs) being scored. It was an upset. But also, um, I guess because it was the only quarterfinal we saw, the intensity was just unreal. It Um, was. Not only, you know, in, in the stands, but on the pitch, it was really... It was a great, great match. Um, so how happy or sad were you to see Wales go through? Did that make you... that? I liked it. Um, big underdog. No one really expected them to even make it out of the group. Mm-hmm. Um, this was their first yeah. international since 58. competition since 1958. And skipping ahead, it's an interesting fact. Ronaldo scored a goal to knock them out of... Um, of the Euros this this year in the semifinals. Last time in 58, they were in major international tournament. A better player by the name of Edson Arantes do Nascimento mm, or Pelé mm-hmm. scored to knock them out. Interesting. Interesting. Right. In, the, so, in the World Cup in 1958, and do you happen to know where that was? 1958 World Cup, um, it was not in England. No. I'm gonna. I'm going to say it was probably... In South America? No. Then it was in Europe? Yes. Um, was it in Portugal? No. Um, was it in France? Yes. No kidding. Wow. Long walk for a short drink of water. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just always wanted to say that I've never gotten a good chance, and I just got it now, <laughs> so I couldn't turn it down. Was it really appropriate there? Or not really? Uh, I think it was not inappropriate. Thank put you. it that way. Thank All right. You, so skipping ahead, Wales after that victory against Belgium went on to lose to Portugal. Your your favorite Portugal is your favorite team, Wales, <laughs> right? Uh, all right. Talk for a minute about Portugal now. Cristiano Ronaldo has come alive, yeah, and has significantly aided Portugal. I can't say carried them because I say he is as of now the favorite for that Ballon d'Or. I want to say one thing to Ronaldo fans who are obsessing over him guiding them to the Euro final. Mm-hmm. Messi has guided Argentina to three straight finals. Not he's carried them. Um, granted, two of them were Copa Americas against not so strong up competition. And granted, in the third one, he missed a yeah, pen yeah. and they lost, and then he quickly quit the national and, team. And but in the and he, then got sentenced to twenty one months in prison for tax evasion. It's been a bad week. Salmon, granted, Salmon. Salmon you are one of the biggest Lionel Messi fans imaginable, but you have to admit that this week has been a bad week for Messi and a good week for Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes, but Messi <laughs> was sentenced to 21 months, which he wanted to serve. Ronaldo's been arrested and charged with rape. So I feel like there's kind of a difference. You can always find a, a cloud in the silver lining, I have to say. A silver lining in the cloud. No, I mean a cloud in the silver lining when it comes to Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> always. Well, um, you are a true blue fan of Messi, but Messi is not playing right now. Cristiano Ronaldo is still playing, and his Portugal will go up against But for the Ronaldo fans who are saying how bad Messi is with Argentina and how Ronaldo has bad teammates, do you think that Pepe, Nani, Carezma, Santos, Moutinho... you hate so much. They're all good players. It's a very good team overall. I love the young guy. What's his name? Ronaldo Sanchez. Love him. Speaking of the young guys, should we go to 
a new section we have on FFT, or should we wait after we do the yards? I think we should wait. What's your new section you, you propose? It's a player of the week, but really player of the episode. I talk about a player who I don't think that many people have heard of. So it's like a discover, like you're, yeah. you're offering, I think that'd be great. I think we should wait till after the Euros. Okay, after the Euros. And, 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 you know, while we're talking about segments of FFT, I would also love to hear uh, more from listeners. By the way, we're kind of bearing the lead here. We've had a big surge in listeners, I think because we've been doing the Euros and because we've yeah. been doing... We're you know, consistently going over 2,000 per episode. Yeah, so that's very exciting, and, and we're very grateful. And so we're getting a lot of feedback from people on Twitter and email. And we really uh, appreciate the feedback because, Salman, as, as you know, I preach this to you all the time. You can't learn anything. You can't get better at anything without good feedback. Exactly. Um, and so with, in the digital world now, you put out a podcast digitally and you get response digitally. It's great. People tell us what they like, what they don't like. So I would love it if people would write to us and let us know what they want to hear more of what they want to hear less of. I'm not going to say we're going to do it necessarily because, you know, you try to do what you want to do and what you think is good. Um, and a couple people wrote to say, Solomon, I love what's going on in your brain. What, what comes out of your mouth sometimes comes it's out garbage. so fast. <laughs> it comes out so fast that I can't take it all in. So I know that you're making an express effort now that's why you're having me wear, wear the headphones. I'm having you wear the headphones so that you enunciate, so that you can hear how how much better you sound yeah. when you speak more Thank slowly. You. Also, reach out to the listeners. This reminds me, I'm starting and I that I'm gonna make you participate, even though you're probably not gonna want to. Um, a fantasy soccer league, fantasy football league for all FFT listeners. Once the club season starts, so what's the league? What leagues will it? Uh, Cover Premier, well, La Liga, I, before I, I think we're going to do it on Yahoo. Yeah, which granted isn't the best for fantasy soccer, but they're the one place, the big place I know that you can incorporate all five big leagues. You can in, mix the leagues and the Ooh. Champions League. Ooh, I like so that. So that's really good. Really, is that the only place you can do that? The only, the one, only one I place know, of. You know of. So how do people find that and join? Well, not. I'm going to start it when it's closer to club season because right, the Premier League starts in. What, mid-August? I, I don't know the exact date. Barcelona season starts, I think, in 35 days today. Okay. Uh, not that anyone's counting. So why don't we do this? When you are ready to launch the Footy for Two Fantasy League, we'll announce it on the show. And Twitter, And yeah. we'll tweet it and so on. Okay, that's a great idea. And we will have FFT-related prizes that I'll make. Ah, what kind of prizes? We'll see. What, what do we have? Do you have anything that I don't know about that we can give away? The dog? Mm. How about a week with the dog? A week with your sister? The winner gets uh, a day with my sister. Second place gets two. <laughs> we should say that Anya's great company. She is. Not a football fan. No. She's a lovely young lady, though. She yeah. cooks. She bites. She <laughs> she bites more than the dog bites. It's, 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 a, it's a sign of affection, but I just don't get it. <laughs> but one of my favorite people in the world, Louis Suarez, is a huge biter. Mm-hmm. So you're, uh, you're a fan of many biters. Okay. So the Fantasy League will happen... Uh, the new feature, uh, the whatever, we need to come up with a name for that feature, the discovery player. I also, I'm encouraging you on FFT, especially now that we're into the summer where the Euro's almost over. To interview people. 
and we need to get to the Euro Make final. Make Eddie Howe on. Yeah, well, I, I think you should do some interviews. I also think it's time to turn your attention to MLS, which, by the way, I think that we've discovered something very interesting about NYCFC. Top of the league. We won again last night. Frank Lampard scoring goals like he did. Did you Chelsea see the goal, again. though? I did. It was to say that Frank Lampard scored the goal is a little bit of a stretch. It bounced off his knee, but it was his knee off of which it bounced. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they beat New England, and they're firmly at the top of the table. But you know what I think we've discovered about NYCFC? We are their bad luck charm. We are. Because they have a pretty poor home record, and you go to most of the home matches. And when we left the country, they did great. Yes. So if they start losing now that we're back, we know that it's us. But how excited are you that your hometown team, of which you are a season ticket holder, a founding member is at the top of the table in the MLS. I'm pretty excited. You are not. <laughs> Let's go back guy. to the Euros. <laughs> so Portugal beat Wales, two in the semis with goals from Ronaldo and Nani, who's just moved to Valencia from Fenerbahce. Um, and France beat Germany 2-0 with a brace from Griezmann, who's pretty much wrapped up the golden boot. He has six. Ronaldo's the closest with three. Out of everyone still in, as are uh, Drew and Payet. So Griezmann won the Golden Boots, I'd say. I have a confession to make. You you didn't like Griezmann. I did not like... Um, I mean, I'd seen him play for Atleti, and I knew that he was very, very good. Especially, I'd seen him play with Atleti against Barca. Those are the matches that I watched. He destroyed us in the Champions League. He did thing. indeed. And, um, but watching the first few matches, the first few France matches, I was extremely underwhelmed. But then, you know, look, I don't have that much experience watching this kind of tournament, and I realized that he... Griezmann and they, France, and all all the other teams, really, except for the really desperate lower-ranked ones. England. <laughs> yeah. Well, they play very differently in the group stage. They you do. know, you're not you're not. Um, the intensity is just is very very different, and so I think I mistook uh, something about that for Griezmann's whatever. Um, yeah. Not ability, but engagement. But the last couple matches, I mean, their demolition of Iceland. Iceland. The day we so, returned was yeah. remarkable. Yeah, Griezmann, he's not always the most entertaining player he can be. He's not always engaged in the build-up as much, but if you need like a, a cold finisher in the box, there's not many people who'd rather have than mm. Griezmann. And there's one thing I remembered quickly that I wanted to say. I saw pictures on Germany's national team. National team's Twitter account tweeted that yeah. it was pretty funny. They said they're si- they in their history in semifinals against host nations. They've won six and lost one. So I said, let's make it seven to one tonight. Mm. Think about that for a second, Dad. Let's make it seven. Oh, <laughs> score! Yikes, Orama. Yeah. Oof. Now France, uh, Germany played today in Marseille. Yes. Yeah, the tuna. Did either one this. have? Um, uh, what kind of history did France and Germany have in Marseille itself? Do you have any idea? You mean like people living there? No, no, no. Yeah. no. I mean um, past big matches there. Now they know about time. I yeah. Had. Okay. And uh, so you didn't get to watch France Germany. I watched a little bit. Who, in our hearts, we both became bigger and bigger France supporters every day we spend in France because yeah. they're the home country. Yeah. And it's a wonderful country. I like it maybe a little bit more than you. We, what, you were starting to rag all over France by the end of our trip. <laughs> it's a nice country. Just whenever something went wrong, I say, oh, this country. Yeah, why? What, but what, it's what, a nice country. I don't know why I did that. What, what, I'm sorry What were some people. of the things that disappointed you or frustrated I don't, you? I don't want to complain because it was such an amazing trip. I was so lucky to go, but... 
Oh yeah, we went to play park par- <laughs> soccer in a park in Paris, and they closed a park. If anyone's from New York, <laughs> the, you know, how how do you close a park? You close a park. Well, this park happened to have this was Luxembourg Gardens happens to have gates that they close every night. But for whatever reason, the park was closed for the whole day for some kind of yeah. Don't improve, but okay. <laughs> and and therefore you're crossing France off your list of great nations. Of course, that's what it took. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I loved it. I mm. love France. I like the language. I like the culture. I like the food. I like the people, and uh, I like the football team. And Salman, you uh, so coming into France Germany um, semifinal. You just want someone who can beat Portugal so that Ronaldo doesn't win the Euros, correct? Therefore, the Ballon d'Or. And you were a little bit more leaning toward rooting for Germany because you thought they'd be a stronger opponent for Portugal. Yeah, but I still I don't don't like Germany. I wanted France. And so, how do you feel now that I think France will win the Euros? And um, now, I just I just looked at uh, SI. A bunch of soccer writers for SI picked their winners of the Euros, and I was I was surprised to see that. Uh, the majority, I think five of seven, I believe, had picked France to win. Who did the others pick? Uh, one, <laughs> I hate to say it, it's one guy who I, who I, I, I know a tiny bit, um, or I, I met with him once or twice, and I like some of the work he's done, named Alex Abnos, I believe is his name. Alexander Abnos, he picked, <laughs> he picked England to beat France in the final. So that's, um, that's <laughs> he's not, English, I hope. I don't believe so. Um, and then, okay, here's, uh, here's a, a way off base one. Avi Creditor picked Belgium to beat Spain, uh, which makes sense on paper. But then uh, Ben Littleton or Lyttelton Littleton picked France to beat Spain. Brian Strauss picked France to beat Spain. I know Brian Strauss is very good. Is that right? Grant and Wall. He. Those are the two good SI soccer guys. Usually SI. No offense, is kind of horrendous when it comes to soccer. So you're saying all the other people other than the two you've just name checked are horrendous? Is that what you're saying? Of course. I'm very judgmental. Grant Wall <laughs> picked France to beat Spain. Grant was it? Jonathan yeah. Wilson, uh, not our friend Jonathan Wilson. Oh, he's actually very good. So that's why I saw her. Right. Anyway. Uh, picked France to beat Spain. Okay, so the majority of them picked um, France to win. Spain, you can understand. Now, it couldn't have been, as it turns out, it couldn't have been France-Spain because they Spain ended up in, the, it, yeah. in that bracket, right? Yeah. Right? Is that right? Yeah, they yeah. did. Um, but um, I was surprised that nobody picked Germany there. How could the World Cup winner just two years later in the Euros? Know. Why would why would why would you would wouldn't you have picked perhaps Germany to win? Weren't I, they? Well, I was saying France the whole time. Why is that? They have some of the best players. They're the host nation. But yeah. a not a very strong international showing the last six or eight years. Correct. Yeah, but they they were good at the World Cup. They made it to the quarterfinals. They lost narrow one nil to Germany. True. And who are they missing this year that you thought would have a big impact? Benzema? Uh, Varane, Laporte, mm-hmm. Mathieu. Mm. Um, so the defense was a big question. Yeah. has It has evolved a lot over the yeah. last... Umtiti whatever, has been six, great, which yeah, I love. Yeah, so talk about Umtiti. He's your guy. When you got a France jersey in France and got it customized, it was Umtiti whose the name you had put signing, on the back. Yeah. Um, and that's the reason is... is Barca, yeah. Because he's, he's signing. Team. Right. So talk about his performance in the last... I know you he's didn't see today. He's only played two games, yeah. but I've heard he completed in the tournament 84 of 84 passes, which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He's looking good. He's clear. He's making, He's has the most successful clearances. He's tackling well. He's he's 
you could tell he has a real brain for the game. He's playing really well and I'm really excited to see him at Barca. Can I ask you some another Barca potential signing, Carrasco? Yeah. Oh, I would love that. So how how what's the likelihood? Do you think that's actually happening? Mm, I'm not so sure. I know for I know we're not getting. I know. So I have a friend. Mm, be careful me. what you say here. He he knows a Barcelona director. You don't want to get arrested for Official, insider trading. Of course. So the little bit I can say about the transfer plans I know is Pogba is definitely not an option. That's 100% off. Because of money, because of desire, because of why? We don't want to spend that much money on him. Mm-hmm. And we will definitely be signing a central midfielder and definitely be signing a forward. Mm-hmm. Dan doesn't think it's genius to figure that out, but it's right. So do you? So Carrasco, you think is on the short list? I think so. We're ready to trigger his forty million release clause. Mm-hmm. We're also looking at uh, Luciano Vieto and Angel Correa where, from where both, each of both Atletico. All I, th- those, oh, all wow. three of those Atletico. Yeah. Um, can I ask you? I was baffled. So Carrasco, who plays for Belgium and who we saw <laughs> playing Belgium Wales. To me, he was the engine of that club. Hazard didn't look fully, I don't know. He wasn't fully fit, fit. whatever. Um, beautiful to watch, but he just wasn't able to kind of turn it on. Carrasco, to me, the untutored eye, in the first half, Belgium Wales looked like he had the energy, the intensity, the desire, and then he was subbed off at halftime for <laughs> Fellaini. So, and then they lost 3 yeah. 1. So, I'm not saying that had an It Im- definitely affected it. Well, Mark Vilmot's th- the coach who did that, obviously. He's not very popular in Belgium or with the players himself. They don't think he's good enough as a coach. Now, Carrasco hadn't started most matches for Belgium, correct? No. So, you think he got a half as a start? Well, he'd started the previous one, I believe. I think so, yeah. Do you th- how, so, how does that kind of thing work? You say, we're going to give you a half, and if you do well, you go on, and if not. I guess. I thought he played well. It's interesting because I've this is one um, revelation I've shared with you a couple times, Salman, as, we, as we've been talking about this. Even though I know less about soccer, I mean, I know more than the average idiot, let's say. Yes. But not that much more. And I know less about soccer, especially historically, than I do about the other American big team sports. And yet, it feels to me like it's easier for me, at least, to judge whether a player is doing well overall. Yeah, overall, it is. I mean, in some instances, in, in pitching, in baseball, you can tell if the pitcher's having a terrible day. He's walking a lot of guys, he's getting smashed, and so on. You can tell. If a batter is really swinging poorly, swinging out of sync, he's 0 for 12, you can tell. But, like, in American football... In basketball, I mean, there's some like, obvious indicators. In American football, if you watch your hand, like offensive tackle, you don't know what he's playing. Yeah. Maybe it's because American football is one I compare it to most. And that one, it can be really hard. Yeah. A quarterback might make a might throw a pass that to the untutored person looks like a horrible pass. But in fact, it was exactly the right pass and the receiver underran the route or something exactly. like that. Yeah. With soccer, however, it feels like even I can assess how well someone's doing. I agree. Anyone really can. And to me, Carrasco looked like he was having a... Great match, and he's a great player. It was a weird substitution. Um, Italy lost in their quarter to Germany, a grueling match, settled by penalty kicks. One thing I did notice about the Italian players in the penalties, did you? They went down the middle? They went down the middle. Yeah. I think three that were successful. Yeah. But then they skied a couple. Sala. How are your Italian friends feeling about that? They haven't killed themselves, mm. which I think is the main thing. All right, thing. so um, let me ask you this. Your biggest surprises of the Euros, were there players, teams, moments? Hmm. Teams are too obvious. Are Wales and Iceland. Um, players, 
Bernardo Sanchez, I, I've known he's great for a while, so that's a lot of people. But he, no, he wasn't really expected to start that much, and he mm-hmm. has been. So that's big thing. Was there any, anyone on Wales or Iceland that really stood out to you? How Robson Canoe was mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Ramsey's very good. And of course, he's one of the big names. I haven't always been the biggest fan of his, but he was suspended yesterday. He was. Against uh, Portugal. I mean, against, yeah, Portugal. Well, um, what about the final? Who do you, what are you predicting? <laughs> Three one France. Who scores? I'm gonna say uh, uh, Griezmann, a Giroud, <laughs> and Umtiti will say. <laughs> <laughs> you are Mister. I'll say Musa Sizoko. You're not saying Umtiti? No. I was gonna say you are Mister Positive. Mister. I love that about you. I love many Merci things about beaucoup. you. So it's Portugal, France. So allez les bleus. You know that's not that over, right? Oh, I thought it was. No, we, I was winding up there. I know. You, Where are we going it? now? What are we talking? We're, about we're doing my player, the, my player episode. Do you want to do that, or do you? I do. Or do I not? To do, do I not matter enough? Dying to, you? to do it. Should, should I just move out? <laughs> Dad, I think I'm gonna live by myself. Uh, uh, your bags are outside. <laughs> okay, so my player of the episode, a young guy, 19 years old, is Gabriel Jesus, who some people may have heard of. He's played 18 games a season for Palmeiras in Brazil. He's Brazilian. He scored 15 goals, which is unbelievable. 11 and 13 in the Brazilian top flight, and four and five in the Copa Libertadores, which is a Champions League of South America. He's a left winger. He can play anywhere across attack, though. Obviously, a lot of players have been billed as the next Neymar. Obviously, a lot of them fail. I think if one player can be it, it's this guy. Both Barcelona and Real Madrid won him. Thank God he said he favors Barcelona. He's given his word that he's going to sign him. Mm-hmm. That's it. Gabriel Jesus is his name. Yes? Yes. Okay, I'll keep an eye on him. And everybody else should too. Keep we know two that. eyes on him. Keep three if you have them. <laughs> well, I know that you have a good eye for talent. Um, all right, I'll keep an eye. So back to the Euros in the final. It's Portugal, France. So, allez les bleus. It's not 40 for one. It's for the food. Two.